Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning, good morning. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. How was your drive-in this morning? It was pretty good. I only saw one raccoon and one rabbit. Oh, I only saw four deer. Oh my gosh. Maybe I know. Maybe they're tired this morning. Well, did you notice on the drive-in, though, there's this white stuff? Not snow on some of like the hills and such. I had 28 degrees driving in this morning from Nelsville. Well, I must be warmer at my house because it was 33. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I try not to look at that white stuff because I don't want to deal with it. Well, it was tricky because all of a sudden I would see something and I thought, oh my gosh, it's a deer. Well, here it's a bush. And it just, you know, how the shadowing and stuff makes sense. It just kind of was goofy. But the one thing everyone always asks, and I'm sure they ask you the same thing, how do you get up at that time in the morning? How do you drive in? It's hard. It is. But there is so much. There's this awesome benefit. If you're out and about this morning, you know exactly what it is. The sky. It was pitch black this morning. You could see all the stars. The moon was out. Some clouds were rolling through. It just was pristine. You just you look at it and go, wow, it's just pretty. It is pretty, and the moon, even though it was only half there today, sure was bright this morning. Yeah. It's kind of neat to see. Yeah, it's just, it's a nice time. I mean, granted, we're dodging animals on the roads, but (laughs) it's still really pretty. And on the longest day of the year, I remember it was a few years back when I was coming into work, you could actually see the sun coming up at like 3 in the morning. You could just see that beginning glow on the horizon. And it was like, oh my gosh, I can almost see the sunrise. And it's like 3 in the morning. But you could actually see some of that as that longest day comes up here in June. And we're probably just, you know, a few of the people that actually see that. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Well, I mean, granted, the truckers, they're out and about. They're doing their job. I mean, they're up before we are oh. or they're, you know, out, you know, staying up really late and <laughs> taking that midday nap. But, you know, hey, we got to give them a huge shout out for everything that they do. Yes. And they're always out in the morning. They're always very courteous on the interstate. You come up and it's always just calming to see them there and you feel like you're they're doing their job and you're just kind of part of their world for a little bit exactly we keep them awake and we they keep us awake too (laughs) yep 
Well, like we said, though, it is a little bit chilly out there right here in the Eau Claire area. We're at 34 degrees. Jill had 33 on her drive-in. I had 28, but I was in the Clark County Forest, you know, driving through that mess. So, I mean, it gets a little cool in that area. But we've got a lot to touch base on, including our new Alice in Dairyland. We're going to be touching base on a touchy subject, the gray wolf population. And we're going to be talking about the state fair. So we got a busy morning coming up. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, the truckers are definitely out and about this morning. Just got our friendly call in from John, who's hitting Michigan. So, you know, he's out and about this morning working hard. And, yeah, we've just got a busy day here. We're going to be talking about markets. The milk kind of went down, but, hey, it's looking upward again into next year. So that's some good news. 5 a.m. It's a beautiful, crisp morning out there. 34 degrees right now, looking at a partly cloudy day with a high of 64. But it is 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time right now to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Everyone should be concerned about monkeypox. That warning from President Biden as the disease spreads to 92 confirmed cases in 12 countries. In the U.S., a possible third case is reported in Florida, where CDC test results are expected soon. The first infection popped up in Massachusetts last week. Experts say monkeypox isn't as... Okay, it looks like we're having a little bit of problem with the news this morning. I don't know what's going on with that, but we'll take a look at that. And Morgan McCarthy will catch us up with us around that 5.30 time, and she'll fill us in. And monkeypox. Have you ever heard of that, Jill? I have not. I'm That's... not a monkey, so I didn't figure I had to worry about that. <laughs> well, there are some people that do think we originated from them. But <laughs> no, I mean, that's something. I mean, you see those spots on people's hands. It looks nasty. But how do we get this stuff? I don't how know. does it get here? I mean, it just doesn't go poof. Here you go. I mean, must be international travel or something. Oh, I don't really know. That's just what we need. That's why I only I only have a small area that I'm willing to travel in. <laughs> small area yeah your house to wax and back and forth we go (laughs) i think that sounds like a valid plan yeah i like it well actually right now we're actually going to be hearing from dean schiller with northside elevator and loyal do you know what's going on over there they're doing an expansion and they are really really growing so we're going to talk to bob right now and find out what's all going on the wheels are turning in agriculture in wisconsin we're going to get an update on that and a move with Northside Elevator, and Dean Schiller is with me, the operations director of Northside Elevator. And, uh, Dean, you guys have been in Loyal for 75 years. You knew agriculture and around that part of the country. You know what's going on and why. Give us an update on on the planting progress over in central Wisconsin where we got some heavier soils. How are they doing? Well, everything is in uh, full swing, and um, the farmers have been going this last week uh, really, really hard, and been getting a lot of acres in so i think the way the weather has been and uh um they've been getting the crops in and of course we mentioned the wheels are turning and that means the wheels on on the trucks and the fertilizer spreaders from Northside elevator and loyal and it's been as we said in loyal for 75 years now but there is some expansion it won't be long you're going to have a, a new address with expansion what's going on to the west in stanley so we are looking to expand a second uh, fertilizer manufacturing plant. Um, we have a lot of customers up in the Stanley, Thorpe, Chippewa region, 
and we want to better serve those customers, and this will allow us to uh, better serve those farmers in, the, in that area. The plan right now is to have how big a facility and what will you be able to do and uh, the advantages. I know you're going to be on a rail spur over there. Tell us about the location and what that footprint in Stanley is going to be all about. So we will be on the west side of the city of Stanley. Um, we have a, a, about a 56 to 70 acre parcel that we're going to be building on. We are looking at building a state-of-the-art uh, fertilizer manufacturing plant. Uh, this plant will have the newest technology automation. Um, our goal is to better serve the farmers up here in this area, which will give us a, a high consistent uh, fertilizer blend. It will also help us get the fertilizer out to the farmers more efficiently. Are you going to have like agronomy staff there besides the the, the uh, people working in the fertilizer plant and the truckers? Are you going to have some of the uh, agronomy people there? What are you going to staff this facility with? Yeah, so we will have uh, agronomy staff up in this area. Right now, our plan is to have this facility up and running by March of 2023. So that's not that far away when you start building things. We will be looking at getting staff later this year to be out there in that region and, and meet with the farmers and start putting plans together so that we're all ready to go for uh, spring next year. Are you going to be hiring new people or transferring people from the loyal facility? As of right now, what are you looking at? We're looking at tapping into the labor pool up in this area. So we're looking at hiring new people in sales, in uh, um, operating the facility, drivers, uh, all areas. And you expect to have it open when? Um, we're looking at spring of uh, 2023 to be able to serve our farmers up in that area. Well, that means you must have all the contracts signed, all the construction companies lined up, and you're getting pretty much ready to go? We are. We should be turning dirt um, by end of June, first part of July. You should see dirt starting to move up there, and then things will slowly progress and be wrapping up by spring next year. All right, another facility. Northside Elevator in Loyal, getting bigger, expanding, 75 years in Loyal, and uh, starting next year, their first year in the Stanley area. Dean, we appreciate the update, and uh, keep us updated uh, as we move forward with construction, if you would. Will do. Thank you, Bob. All right. Dean Scheller, Operations Director with Northside Elevator in Loyal, as they prepare to expand in Stanley. I'm Bob Osold. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a look at some weather this morning for a Monday morning. Today is going to be a partly cloudy day with a high of 64. Tonight is going to be mostly cloudy with a low of 44 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 67. And tomorrow night, get a chance of rain out there, 49 degrees. Wednesday, it's going to be cloudy, breezy, and rainy with a high of 55. Wednesday night, partly cloudy and rain. With a low of 45. Temperatures in the area right now, we've got Medford at 33 degrees. La Crosse is at 39. Marshfield at 35. Green Bay, 46 degrees. Rice Lake and Wausau, both at 36 degrees. Down in Madison, we're at 45. Milwaukee's at 47. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 34 degrees. Looking for a high of 64. We've got your morning markets coming up next. Brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer. 
But did you know they also offer a competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping waste constant and strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to go over our market, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. We're going to start with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 130 to 150 to 101, with mixed at 101 to 129. Choice-fed beef heifers are 130 to 148, with mixed at $1 to 129. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 125 to 136.5, with selects at 65 to 121. Cows are 65 to 112. Bulls are 60 to 109. Butcher hogs are 81 to 95, with sows at 52 to 64 and a half. Boars are 20 to 28. New crop market lambs are 225 to 230. Feeder lambs are 225 to 315, with ewes at 70 to 140. Small goats are 25 to $150. Medium goats are 135 to $315. Large goats are 200 to $340. Nice. Very good. And we're looking at your mercantile exchange. We've got your live cattle for June at 130.157. That's up seven cents. August is at 130.155, down 47 cents. October's at 137.42, down 57 cents. Feeder cattle for May is at 153.40. That's down seven cents. August is at 163.92. That's down a dollar 27. September's at 167. That's down 90 cents. Lean hogs for June is at 108.87, that's up 3.57. July is at 109, up 202. August is at 108.17, up 205. And on the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn up three cents to 7.82. July oats up 26 cents to 6.39. July beans up a dime to 17.15. July soybean meal down 50 cents to 4.29.40 a ton. July wheat up 16 cents to 11.85. On the dairy side, barrel cheese down five and a quarter cent to two thirty four and three quarters. Your blocks were unchanged at two thirty eight. Double A grade butter was up two and a quarter cent to two eighty five. And class three futures for May down only three cents to twenty five oh nine. June down twenty thirty two cents to twenty four forty eight. July down twenty cents to twenty four sixty five. August down thirty six cents to twenty four twelve. September was down fourteen cents to twenty three eighty. But the good news is the markets turned it around and went upward through June of 2023. So some good news there. Not for June, July, August, September, but for next year it looks good. 5.16 a.m. And Jill, we've got some great news. What's the news this morning? We have a new Alice in Dairyland. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection has selected Taylor Schaefer of Franksville as Wisconsin's 75th Alice in Dairyland. She actually came up here in December, and I met her. Very nice, very nice human with a lot of uh, ag experience. Schaefer grew up on her family's beef and crop farm, where she served as a youth leader for the Racine County 4-H program. She's a recent graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where she majored in animal sciences, life sciences, communications, and a certificate in digital studies. Busy, busy. Schaefer will begin her term as the 75th Alice in Dairyland on July 5th. But until then, our 74th Alice in Dairyland, Julia Nunes of Chippewa Falls, will continue her current term as Alice in Dairyland until the transition in July. That is awesome. Well, congratulations to Taylor Schaefer. And actually, Bosold was down there. 
He was, and so, he was schmoozing with all the Alice's, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was taking pictures with all of them. That's our typical Bob. But he will be here tomorrow morning, and he'll be telling us more about Taylor and actually what she thinks about her new position. So it'll be exciting. And we got some other news. Representative Tom Tiffany and Lauren Bobert, Bobert led 21 members of Congress in introducing the Trust the Science Act to permanently delist the gray wolf. Back in 2020, the Department of the Interior and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service delisted the gray wolf in the lower 48 states through a process that included the best science and data available. However, a California judge vacated the final 2020 rule back to the service, thereby restoring the Endangered Species Act protections for the gray wolf across most of the United States. Wisconsin Farm Bureau President Kevin Krentz says, in quote, Wisconsin farmers should not be subject to the judicial judicial whims of a judge hundreds of miles away. It's time Wisconsin is allowed to take full control of the management of the state's top predator. The science is proven. Wisconsin wolves have been recovered, and it's time for the management phase of this Endangered Species Act success story, end quote. Other groups supporting the Trust the Science Act include the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, plus many, many more. And we're going to be hearing from Pam Yonke on some struggles that some farmers are seeing when they bring out their veterinarian. They don't have a lot of drugs on hand, so we'll be hearing from Pam Yonke. She's coming in next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Shortages abound in this world. That's just something we've kind of learned to live with. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. One of the latest, baby food. We got enough formula. We're going to get some of these plants opened up. Whether we do or not, uh, I don't know. But, again, we've got a lot of shortages. And, Pam, we heard agriculture, insecticide, herbicides. It's a challenge all over. Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn. It, it just doesn't t- stop. And now we're talking about diesel supply shortages coming down the road. Farmers have faced different shortages with spring planting. You know what? A sector that's kind of been forgotten are Wisconsin veterinarians, our large animal veterinarians, and the animals they take care of keep healthy. You know what? Uh, remember back when ivermectin got brought up as a cure-all, potentially, for the pandemic? Well, guess what? That's a large animal pharmaceutical that veterinarians rely on, and it's just one example I talked about with Dr. Hunter Lang. He just recently retired from the Lodi Veterinary Clinic after many years of serving Wisconsin animal agriculture. And he said the shortages that they've experienced have been changing. Like he he described it as a rolling blackout. One week you'll have something, the next week you won't. And they as veterinarians have to still come up with answers. He explains how they've met the challenge. So the past year has been a struggle, Pam. We have been managing to sort of stay afloat we uh, sank a little bit. We had some products that we could not get availability on. Uh, fortunately, they were only like two or three weeks at a time. But uh, in some of our larger dairies, that's uh, a big supply. Um, we had a penicillin problem uh, for much of the end uh, of last year, beginning of this year. It has been, well, I'm not going to say rectified, but let's just say it's improved such that we um, are getting it in on a regular basis, not all that we order. They have taken the supply and kind of allocated it Mm. to give everybody some so nobody gets it all. Mm. And um, the same with uh, some of our mastitis tubes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we are really struggling to keep those in stock. They aren't doing some of the smaller, you know, boxes of 12. Yeah. They're just, they're just selling the tubs because mm. of, uh, just, it's, it's easier, but that's all we can get. And so that does put a bind on smaller producers and we're working at our best and putting, putting our, uh, thoughts together for the companies to say, hey, we need these other possibilities for, uh, producers that don't need 144 tubes. They yeah. only need 12. Yeah. That's something else that I want to uh, stress here is you will need a valid what they call veterinary client patient relationship. And this does not mean Dr. Hunter just calling, uh, say, a veterinarian and saying, hey, uh, put a vial of this, that, or the other thing out for me, even if it's something simple as penicillin. From the way it reads, it will require physical contact with that veterinarian at the farm. Am I correct? You're correct in Wisconsin. Some states may allow a televisit. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, Wisconsin has not, and most of the states have not, but there's a few that are doing it with telemedicine. But it requires a physical visit uh, essentially once a year, um, and then it'll be a signed VCPR agreement between that veterinarian and the client, and there'll be some guidelines in there as Mm -hmm. far as uh, what is required. Um, the VCPR, Veterinary Client Patient Relationship, is defined in state statute in Wisconsin. So this is not something that has just come up overnight. Uh, it's been in the statute for years, and it's just a matter of, um, at this point, it's going to be, you know, this is sort of the last uh, hurdle that the FDA was looking at. Yeah. Uh, this is the last 4% of these medically important antibiotics that were not affected by the VFD regulations. Dr. Lang, I got to ask you how comfortable you are with this. I mean, like you said, we saw this coming. But since its inception, a couple things strike me. First of all, there's fewer of you folks out there, fewer large animal veterinarians that can make these physical calls. And then just uh, the going on a once a year visit when you get that call. I mean, tell me a little bit about your reaction to the manpower hours that this may require, and just your overall general comfort. It's one thing to have that VCPR with a farm, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a great, you know, a a real relationship with that farm. Yeah, I think that there may be unfortunate incidents where we don't feel comfortable in uh, saying that we have a valid relationship in that where and how the antibiotics are getting used. But for the most part, what we have been able to do um, with just the VFDs, say, for example, mm-hmm. is um, when we're in the area, someone who is in, uh, needs that VCPR, we've been able to, you know, stop in, set an appointment, say, let's look this over, let's see where you're using it, how you're using it, and when you're using it, mm-hmm. and then we can make those decisions and fill the VCPR. Um, I think we'll be able to handle it, but we will. It will require a little more effort. And I will tell producers that don't have a relationship with a veterinarian, you should probably get that done sooner than later. Because if you want this, it's not going to be. Uh, may not be the same day. Yeah. Have they cited why the why the issue, why the supply chain problems? Is it production? Is it people? What is it? Uh, it seems like you get. Uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of things. At first, it was actually the uh, plastic to make some of the tubes oh, they were talking sure. about. Uh-huh. Now, you know, th- this is what we hear. I, yeah. don't, I, I have no way of, <laughs> of confirming that. Then it was some of the packaging. Then it was uh, supply side with uh, 
just with getting raw ingredients. Oh. Not all the raw ingredients were coming, were mm. domestically produced, so therefore we had some same issues with supply uh, sure. chain that, you know, you've seen with other products, not just veterinary, just everything. And uh, so I think it's been a little bit of all of that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and it just seems to be sort of like a rolling blackout. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's one product, okay, that one's gone for a while. That's back, but now another product's sure. gone. You know, yeah, and, uh, and, that's got to kind of hamstring you guys. I mean, I, I know you guys are smart and know how to pivot. We can't get this. We're going to try this, maybe with a, a little addendum. But that's got to be frustrating from a client service standpoint. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's things that, uh, you know, we used to be able to drop ship some things. Um, and now uh, because supply is so tight, you can't go through the distributor and have them drop ship. So then you're physically dropping items because you know you get a few in and you and you deliver them to clients so yeah it's frustrating it's uh, adding some uh, you know a few extra stops here and there depending on where how it goes that day but um mm-hmm. yeah we're getting there but it, i don't think we're out of the woods until uh probably late fall unfortunately and that's talking about you know, our struggles with the drug supply. I mean, right now it's hard. I mean, we're having supply issues, baby formula's not coming in, and now we're having a hard time bringing in drugs for our cattle. So we'll keep you up to date on that as things come about. And for more information on that, you can always check out our podcast. And Jill, how do people find our podcast? Go to the WAX website, click on Midwest Farm Report, and scroll down a little bit, and you will find Podcast tab. Excellent. So check that out. It'll be on probably about seven thirty, eight o'clock this morning by the time we get all the bugs kinked and figure out what happened to our news this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it'll be on there. I take out some of the commercials, so it's kind of more of a smooth sailing through in the podcast. They get right to what they want to hear. Yep. Perfect. Well, we got a busy morning yet. We've got Rocky Olson from Premier. He's coming in next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It is 5.30 on a Monday morning. Time to check in with our morning markets. We're going to head over to Rocky Olson at Premier in Withy. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So we've got a little bit of white stuff on the ground. It's not snow, though, which is good. No. No, that is a good thing. But, yeah, a little colder than we want it to be, that's for sure. Yeah. And is the crops coming up by you? Yeah, some yeah. corn, uh, hopefully uh, these lower-lying areas I see looking across the yard, a little white out there this morning. Hopefully that uh, not too bad on the corn that's sticking up. Oh, let's hope so, because you can't even get a tarp big enough to cover all that. That's right. All right, Rocky, we'll catch us up. What's going on over at Premier? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We did sell 2,500 head of livestock last week. Fed cattle sold steady to stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 122 to 134. Select and low choice, 110 to 121. Choice beef steers and heifers, 126 to 137. Market cows strong. High yielding cows, 76 to 96. Most cows from 62 to 75. Market bulls, high yielding, a dollar one to a dollar four. 14, lower yielding a dollar and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from 87 to a dollar 10. Uh, lower yielding or higher yielding uh, 87 to 110. Lower yielding 86 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves were uh, definitely lower this last week. Most of the Holstein bull calves from 50 to 125. 
Uh, beef calves also lower, 125 to 305. Holstein heifer calves 10 to 40. Uh, Tuesday, uh, we had our special feeder cattle auction selling 650 head of feeder cattle. Very strong market. Uh, new crop beef calves from 140 to $2 a pound. Most of yearlings from 130 to 170. Uh, we sold a nice run of bred beef cows. The spring calving better quality cows sold from 1150 to 17 and a half. Uh, this week, uh, dairy cattle auctions, uh, we got two dairy cattle auctions. Tuesday, we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting uh, over 600 head of dairy heifers. If you're buying or selling dairy heifers, uh, this is definitely the auction for you to be at. Then Wednesday, uh, 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction, we do have a complete retirement herd dispersal of 100 Holstein and crossbred dairy cows. are going to be tie stall cows. More information on the web on those. Uh, we also have a very nice run of springing heifers. Questions? Call us 715-229-2500. Uh, like I say, lots more detailed information on there. Also, machinery auction coming up June 17th. Um, advertising deadline is next Tuesday. So we'll be taking in equipment all week. Very important to get your equipment in this week if you want to be in, in uh, the advertising. Obviously, it will be closed for Monday. Um, and that deadline will be next Tuesday, so note that. So questions, like I said, give us a call again, 715-229-2500, and that's how it shaped up, Kristen. Excellent. Well, stay warm this morning on this chilly day, and have a good one. You have a great day. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock and Withy, and this morning's markets are brought to you by... Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Ready for a fun night of country music? Loyal Wisconsin is. Farm Tech Fest is coming, hosted by Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions just south of Loyal on Wednesday night, July 13th. Farm Tech Fest featuring Madison County Sawyer Brown and Joe Nichols. On-site camping is also available, so get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Wax Radio, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, and Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That's right. Less than two months away and Sawyer Brown, Joe Nichols, Madison County will be in Loyal, Wisconsin. We're going to head over to our Skyborne 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, right now. And, Mike, are you coming to Farm Tech Fest July 13th? I think I'm going to have to. It sounds like a good time. Yes, that's my family's farm. I was born and raised there. you got to bring oh, out wow. your fiancé. You can have, like, a mini honeymoon. <laughs> Camping's mean, available. It's right there, too, in the backyard, basically. So, I know. Uh, not, not too, uh, that, that wouldn't be too expensive of a honeymoon. So I think uh, I think she'd be on board with that, too. Oh, I, you, you can even bring a tent and camp yeah. right there. You know, it's very, you know, rustic, like old-fashioned. I mean, that's a thing right now. People are going for rustic. Exactly. And, well, I'm a huge fan of that, too. So, well, And there's that event barn, Rustic Occasions, which is the co-host of Farm Tech Days. You can have your wedding right there. Wow. Yeah. If See, only we didn't book our venue already. <laughs> uh, well, uh, at least it'll be, you know, 
hopefully warmer then than it is today. Yeah, catch Uh, us up. What's going on with our weather? Well, we had a rather chilly start. We had uh, clear conditions throughout the overnight, but the good news out of that is we'll see some sunshine early on, but then we'll start to see some clouds move in later this afternoon. Although we'll stay dry, our temperatures mostly top out in the mid-60s. Going into tonight, that cloud cover is going to help keep our temperatures up a little bit as we dip to the mid-40s, so not really in any danger of having any frost tonight like we had uh, this morning. Otherwise, tomorrow, partly sunny, even a little bit more sunshine throughout the afternoon, but only warming up to those mid-60s once again. Then tomorrow night, we do have some chances for showers that will start to move in, otherwise mainly cloudy, and our lows dip to around the 50-degree mark. By Wednesday, we'll have chances for showers really throughout most of the day. Highs getting into the upper 50s, so our highs are going to be cooler, but our lows still uh, remaining elevated. So again, uh, hopefully today is that last uh, frost and or freeze. Otherwise, heading into Thursday and Fridays, when we start to warm it up a little bit, in fact, Friday, sunny conditions and our highs getting into those mid to upper 70s. Then we have some chances for showers and thunderstorms move in throughout the Memorial Day weekend, but we do warm it up even more with our highs in the upper 70s and getting close to that 80-degree mark. But uh, right now, we're still looking at a few clouds out there, otherwise mainly clear, and temperature of 36 degrees in Eau Claire right now. That's awesome. So, no, you know, as you're telling me this forecast, you said we're coming into 80 degrees. So do you and your fiancé have a date picked yet? Yes, September 16th. We're uh, getting married in Sartell, Minnesota. Oh, no, you need to change that to Loyal, Wisconsin. <laughs> Just move it right up to July 13th. <laughs> I'll talk to my cousins. We'll get you right in Rustic. You have a band already coming. It doesn't cost you anything. Maybe. Well, look at that. I, I know. And then you just bring a tent. Yeah. It's all right there. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got this taken care of for you. I tell you what, I will uh, I will get back to you on that. <laughs> I'm sure you will. How about this? You give me good weather, you can get married in September. Good deal. All I think right. I can work with that. <laughs> Sounds good, Mike. Have a great day. You too. There he goes. That's our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. And congratulations to him on his upcoming nuptials and... Who knows, maybe we'll get it on July 13th. (laughs) But we've got more markets and weather and news. We've got a whole lot more coming up. Family owned and operated since 1982. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in this morning with Morgan McCarthy in our newsroom. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on this morning with our news? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. After that weekend, I'm plugging back into a new week. We begin with an update in La Crosse. A person dead, another in the hospital after a shooting in that city that happened about 1.30 yesterday morning on La Crosse's south side. Police say the person who died had been shot several times. No word about suspects or a motive in that case. Also waiting for an update about a fire at a business over the weekend. It was at Redco Barbecue Restaurant in Eau Claire. Firefighters put flames out there early in the morning. No one was inside. No one hurt, but firefighters say they were able to contain the fire, though there was quite a bit of smoke damage. Well, you may have seen this on socials, that bear attack. We'll get to more details in that story, but first, a peek into the political stage where it was active over the weekend. And the state Republican Party convention was Saturday with Assembly Speaker Robin Voss being booed for saying something that at least some delegates didn't want to hear. But I am going to say something that I'm sorry many of you might not want to hear, but we have no ability to decertify the election and go back and nullify it. We do not. Hang on. All right, I'm going to ask you to be respectful. We can say no, I know you disagree, and there's some of us that disagree on it. 
Now, state party chair Paul Farrow calling for respect and now nullifying the results of the state's 2020 presidential election has been called for by some Republicans, including state representative Tim Ratham, who's running for governor. And now we get to that bear attack in Taylor County. This is something maybe you'd seen on socials. A man and wife going to be okay, but they fought off a bear that attacked them in their home. It was Taylor County Sheriff's deputies that responded to that call Friday from the pair who were home. They yelled at a bear for eating from the bird feeder in their yard, and instead of running off, the bear burst through a window right into the home. Now, the report says the man and woman were mauled by the bear, several bites and scratches. They did put up a fight with the husband somehow able to grab a gun and manage to shoot and kill the bear. Maybe you have that handful of dandelions in the vase right now from the kiddos. Well, it could be worth a little pretty penny. English auction house Druids said the blue and gold two-foot-high vase sold for just under $2 million at auction. The seller inherited the vase from his father, who bought it in the 80s for a few hundred pounds. The vase was from China in the 18th century and believed to have been made for the sixth emperor of the Qing dynasty. I'm Mark Mayfield. And we head back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Wilkie, and the Midwest Farm Show right after 6. So we try to uh, shake some of that frost off with Alex Edwards in the Wax Morning Show. We're live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thanks so much, Morgan. You know, that's really scary, too, Jill. Uh, I mean, could you imagine a bear just, you know, you're like, hey, get out of here, rawr, and all of a sudden it just turns and comes at you and busts through your window? Bursts right through your window. You don't have much of a chance with that case no. scenario. Gosh, that's one thing. I've seen a dead bear on the side of the road. I've never seen them actually alive in all the years I've driven at this time of the morning coming in. Well, I don't see them on the highway, but I have uh, hunters that bait them on two sides of me, Oof. to one to the west and one to the southwest, and they get them on camera. I had three, four, five bears, different bears running through there. Oh, my gosh. Do they bring you some bear meat, or don't they get the chance to shoot them? They usually don't shoot them. Ah, which makes me a little nervous because they bait them in and then they don't, don't come in when that's hunting season. A lot of times the acorns fall and then they are bears take off because they don't need to come to the bait stations. anymore. Yeah, that's just crazy. I, I don't know what I would do if a bait. Well, they can't get in my windows. I have a really freakishly weird house and my windows are too tall. I mean, you would have to get a trampoline to get up into my windows. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to picture that visual right now. No. Oh, well, we got to keep moving along. We got to get going with some morning markets. We've got Jim Lindsay with the Equity Altoona Barn. And Jim, what's all going on over at Equity in Altoona? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.40. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.10 to $1.00. Some prime Holstein steers, $1.25 to $1.00. Choice Holstein steers, $1.10 to $1.24. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.09 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from 80 to 91. Weighed a top of 96. 60% of the cows sold from 60 to 79. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 59 and down. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715 715- 835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thanks so much. That's Jim Lindsay from the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we're going to check in with Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Kristen, and good morning to you and Jill. And, well, we are sitting here at the end of May, and it's 34 degrees now. Isn't that something? Isn't that crazy? And how... You know, if you were listening in before up in Medford, I mean, I don't know what's worse, having some frost on the ground or having a bear come through your window. Well, that's just a rare occurrence. I, I tell you, uh, the uh, most folks around 
in the livestock business and stuff are more concerned about the uh, the wolves than they are about the bears. So I, I don't. Uh, I guess this is a odd occurrence, but I really don't know what the circumstances were. But uh, you know, so always uh, you know keep that keep that firearm handy. You never know when you're going to need it. You know. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, Jerry, it's a busy morning. Catch us up. What's all going on over at the Stratford Equity Barn? All right, Kristen, thank you, and good morning, everyone. We don't sell any bears here, but we do sell a lot of livestock, so we'll uh, give the folks the uh, sales schedule for this week here at Equity Stratford. And Monday, of course, today we will be open. Next Monday, of course, Memorial Day will be closed, but today, Monday, uh, regular... A Monday auction today here at Equity Stratford does start at 9.30 a.m. this morning. We sell market cows today uh, and uh, fed cattle and market bulls, baby calves today at 11.30. And uh, we'll move into Tuesday's auction tomorrow, busy market, busy marketing day tomorrow here at Stratford. We start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, hay and straw auction. Uh, we do have a special dairy auction tomorrow, folks. Uh, so you folks are looking for some good quality replacement dairy cows. We do have those for tomorrow, 11 o'clock start time for our dairy auction tomorrow. Complete herd dispersal. 55 registered and great Holstein cows. Uh, they're all AI bred and AI sired. Heifers are bred to a herd bull. The cows will sell uh, uh, DHI records. Current tank average is 75 pounds, 421 butterfat, 31 protein, very low semantic at 110. Cows are tie stall housed and milked and left out daily. So, again, a good opportunity to buy some uh, some good quality milking cows, all stages of lactation. We do also have another consignment of some uh, cows from a uh, overstocked local herd. So a good opportunity tomorrow. That will be uh, for the dairy auction. Following the dairy auction tomorrow, we do sell market cattle, including organic market cattle that we sell every Tuesday. Our auction on Wednesday starts at 10 o'clock, full marketing day on Wednesday, including fed cattle, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, feeder cattle. And our Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock, market cattle, and baby calves. As I mentioned at the top, uh, Memorial Day one week from today, Equity Stratford will be closed. Uh, but uh, we'll have more to say about that later. But again, a busy week coming up here today uh, at Stratford. And, uh, well, I don't think we have to worry about the heat index or anything like that. So we'll be back here tomorrow morning for the folks an update on the markets, how everything is transpiring today. I know uh, we did see a, a fully steady market last week on the uh, cattle market. Yeah, it was uh, quite choppy the last week, so we'll see how everything shapes up this week. And I guess about all I have, uh, Kristen, and I know uh, over uh, in your area of the world and your family getting all excited about the big show just about uh, less than two months away. Huh? I know. It's coming up so fast. We've been planning it for over three years, and it, it was like, oh, my gosh, that's so far away. And now it's like two months away, and, hey, everything is coming along great. Everything is perfect, so we're right on track. So you're gonna, you and Jill are going to be there in the... Uh, the booth right in the front uh, taking autographs have you uh, <laughs> have you decided uh, how much you're going to charge for the autographs yet you know so oh i don't know i mean it's going to be pretty big i think oh, yeah. well i'll i'll have to float a loan from uh, robert uh Bolsold, you know so we can afford all that you yep, know <laughs> just stick right behind him you know and you know stay in his shadow no no one will see you <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty tall man, so we'll yep. probably talk to Bob tomorrow morning, huh? Sounds good. Yep, he'll be in tomorrow morning, and we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, you guys have a nice day, and thank you. Thank you, Jerry. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets. Michelle from Tureen, she's coming in next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And now we're going to check in with our favorite lawnmower, Michelle from Tree Life. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kristen. So 
Now, I did not mow lawn this weekend. My husband does that. But you mowed mm. lawn. Was it nice? You had your shorts on, tank top, getting a tan? Yeah, right. <laughs> it was uh, wool socks, long underwear, and a winter coat and a headband. Oh. And if anybody lives in the country, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It There's was. The wind, it's cold. Yeah, it was just cold this weekend. I mean, when the sun came out and the wind died down, it was like, oh, this is so nice. Then the clouds would come in, and it's like, all right, let's go back inside the house. Well, that's kind of how I felt. The sun went down, or the sun came out at about six o'clock when I was done mowing lawn, <laughs> which is great. It was great to see the sun, but I was like, this is a little too late, but that's okay. I well, pulled through. I made it done. Got it all done. That's all that matters, right? Just think of the workout you got. You know, with the wool socks. I mean, don't wrestlers like put on all those extra layers, then work out like crazy, and then oh. they drop weight? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I ever warmed up yesterday, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm like, this is terrible. Oh, I know. But, you know, June's, June's just around the corner, so hopefully we're going to turn the corner with some steadier, warmer temperatures. Yes. But good thing you guys said something about it freezing out. I didn't even pay any attention. And once I heard you guys this morning, I got up and covered my hibiscus trees, so we're good. Yeah, I actually brought my tropical in because I was like, eee. I, I don't like to cover it because it'll knock it down sometimes, too. It does, but I was desperate, so we just... I have too heavy of pots, so we just threw some threw some towels over the top of it. So there you go. Care of it, which, yeah, they cost too later, much. And there it was. Yeah, they cost too much to just let the frost kill them off. Oh my gosh! Too <laughs> early in the season for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we're in September. Yeah, no kidding. We'll catch us up. What's going on over at Terrain Livestock? All right. Thank you, Kristen. Summing up the week of May 16th at Terrain Livestock Market and the Sodic Market, we capped at 93. 81% of the cows, so from 65 and above. Market cows are 78 to 91. Low yielding cows, 65 to 77. Thin and weak cows, 60 and lower. In the Holstein Steer Market, choice were 116 to 128. Selects were 112 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 120 to 136. Selects were 118 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 90 to 103 with the utilities at 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves are from 70 to 126 dollars per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, 45 dollars per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to 40 dollars per head. Beef beef cost calves, 80 to 300 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 49 to 65 and a half. Fours were 25 and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at glmthorpe.com. For all the citron livestock, your family owns an upper market. Have a great day. You too, Michelle. Take it easy, and we will catch you later on. Sounds good. Take care. You too. There she goes, Michelle, over at Terrain Livestock. And we've got more markets. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're going to take a look at some morning markets. We've got your July corn up 3 cents to 7.82. July oats up 26 to 6.39. July beans up a dime to 17.15. July soybean meal down 50 cents to 4.29.40 a ton. July wheat up 16 to 11.85. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 7.57 for corn. Baldwin, Mondovi are at 712 for corn and 1645 for beans. Durand is at 707 and 1645. Elmwood is at 712 and 1650. Fall Creek is at 702 for corn, 1635 for beans. 
Osseo is at 717-1649. Elk Mound is at 720 for corn, 1662 for beans. Sparta is at 716 and 1660. Ellsworth is at 702 for corn, 1623 for beans. At the all plants in the area, Boyceville's at 753. Stanley's at 732. New Richmond's is at 728. And on the dairy side, barrel cheese is down five and a quarter cent to 234 and three quarters. Your blocks are unchanged at 238. AA grade butter was up two and a quarter cent to $2.85. And your class three futures for May were up, down three cents to 2509. June down 32 to 2448. July down 20 to 2465. August down 36 cents to 2412. September down 14 cents to 2380. And then the markets turned around and went upward through June of 2023. We are into Memorial Day week. That means a lot of hay is probably going to come down. Let's find out. Dan Undersander is our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And Dan, uh, you're in southern Wisconsin. I'm up here in western Wisconsin. Around here in the last week or two, wow, has the hay gotten to look a lot better? Oh, that's right, Bob. It's amazing at this time of year how, with some of the warm weather that we've had, that that hay just shoots out of the ground. Uh, Alfalfa really likes the 80 and 90 degree days, and so those few that we had a while back uh, made a big difference. Uh, We've cooled off a little, but it's still good and warm and good growing weather. the alfalfa is really looking good all over the state. We <clears throat> had almost no winter kill. Uh, Minnesota did have some spots with some winter kill, but we've had virtually none. And then uh, it looks good and healthy. I think it is important to consider that sometime around uh, May 25th in most of the listening audiences is when we should be thinking about cutting alfalfa. The rule of thumb is to uh, let it get about 27 inches tall. Don't worry about whether or not it's flowering, and then cut it at that height. If you let it go longer, then uh, you'll tend to have more lodging, uh, and you'll have lower forage quality because as it gets taller than 27 inches, we basically are just adding more stem, and the stem is lower in digestibility and energy than what the leaves are. So get your machinery ready. Do think about cutting. Uh, As healthy as the alfalfa has come through the winter, assuming that it had a good shot of fertilizer last fall, there's no problem cutting it whenever it reaches that 27-inch height or even a bit earlier if you need to start so that you can finish all of your fields before it gets to the 27-inch height. The other thing to keep in mind is that uh, there is some potential for alfalfa weevil. Uh, Do watch your fields. If you see chewing on the leaves, it may be worthwhile, especially if you're approaching 40% of the buds showing some chewing, that you would want to actually harvest a little bit earlier. So the best control for weevil at this point is to get out and mow the alfalfa. And in the process, you'll consider the weevil, you'll kill most of the weevil larvae, and it uh, won't be a problem the rest of the year. The good news is alfalfa is looking good. The other thing to keep in mind is that alfalfa is high priced at this point, and it's probably going to stay high priced due to the drought in the western states. So I think uh, this is a good time to get out.